Jess. All right, thanks. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast. Tomorrow's letter for Alpha Bucks. Let's straight out of the gate. That's why you're here. We give mm-hmm. you the letter for Alpha Bucks. Is P for pers- persnickety. <laughs> Everyone here is acting like it's a real word. It I've never heard word. it in my life. Persnickety. It's like it's like oh, you're a bit bit snobby. Like oh, you're so so fussy. Oh, it's a bit persnickety Genuinely. about food. Like I know, like in radio, you like to do a bit of GST. Yeah. I swear to you. I swear on my dog, on my wife, on yeah. my Birkenstocks. I have never heard anyone ever use. The word persnickety, and I've never seen it written down. Am I, I love that your order of things is dog, dog wives, Birkenstocks. I'm going to let your wife know that your Birkenstocks topped hey, her in the list. Did she make the podium? <laughs> She's <laughs> on the podium. Uh, so there, persnickety. Mm. Like, how would you use it in a sentence? Like, um, oh, I'm making dinner tonight, but I'm not looking forward to Tim coming over because he's a bit persnickety about what he eats. Sounds like a slur. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's a real. You know what? I don't have the energy to defend if it's a word or not. I'm going to use it in a sentence today, and I'm going to get shamed. I can tell you back. it's not one of the answers for Alpha Bugs, but P <laughs> is the letter. I mean, I wish we had a question of, like, what's a made-up word? Started with P. <laughs> Persnickety. Um, guess anything you'd like to get off your chest before we start the show today? Um, look, I think we played really well in our mixed indoor netball team last night. I know we lost by a fair amount, but I think we played really well. Yep, you got... Um, because uh, you and I aren't good, no. uh, and we like to have a bit of fun on mixed Wednesday night netball. Uh, you it's got, always concerning when you and I end up on the like in, in the, the same stands. area. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you were goalkeeper, I was goal defence. Yeah. If you don't know netball, this is boring as heck, but I don't care. <laughs> and um, you got a laugh out of the most quiet man I've ever met in my yeah. life. Yep, he was like, Ugh. they were very, they were very serious team. They're they were, they were there to win, and we were there to just goof yeah. around. <laughs> Honestly, if you're involved in any mixed sports and you take it seriously, like, I get it. I get it. You can take mm. it serious to a point. But also get a life. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> just be fun, you know? <laughs> like your pals, Tim and Jess. Get a life. <laughs> well, get a life and listen to the <laughs> podcast. Tim and Jess. And I tell you what, this is something a little bit unusual, Jess. We were just asked to leave the studio for mm-hmm. a few minutes, and we've come back, and in my hand now is an envelope, and all it says is to Tim and Jess from Bo Ryan. Bo Ryan. He's on The Amazing Race, Yeah, former right? rugby league player, yeah. uh, current host of The Amazing Race. Now, it's like the actual envelope that you get on The Amazing, the Race. Amazing Race. So do you, do you want me to do the open thing? Okay, sure. Do it? So it's like... All right, here we go. <laughs> Dear Tim and Jess, today, just like the Amazing Race, you are going to be doing Amaze Thing Race. So I guess it's not the Amazing Race, <laughs> but an Amazing All Race. Right. I have organised with your producer, Matt, for the both of you to head out to Brookfield Maze in Myree, which that's like uh, east of Benella. Sure. Kind of way, to raise to the centre of the Brookfield Maze. Oh, no, this maze is scary. No, Bo. <laughs> no, Bo, no. Uh, yeah, so he says, you're sincerely Bo. <laughs> Thanks, Bo Ryan. Producer Matt has been sick the last couple of days. What has he been doing? So that means, all right, so I, we're assuming we're not on the same team. Yeah, I've just read. We're not on the same team. So right. we're going to race to the Senate. Now, I've seen photos of this maze in the past. Have you? This is like a proper maze, mate. This is like... It's not just like, oh, lefty. It's like a beautiful geometrical shape that, from what I can Oh, jeez. It's like proper hedge maze. I'm going to get lost. Well, that's the... Honestly, that's the hope. <laughs> the website says 
The average person will take 25 minutes to make it to the centre. Are you below average, Jess? It looks hard. Well, um, all right. Well, I guess so. We we don't have teammates, which is in, on the Amazing Race, which is on Channel Seven. You can see that. Yeah. You know me in my competitiveness. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm a great winner, but I'm an awful loser. Tim, the only experience I have with a maze is. Did you do the one at Phillip Island? I've done that one before too. Yeah, I was going to say Harry Potter, and that one didn't end well. <laughs> that one did not end well what for Cedric Diggory. What's the one in Phillip Island called? It's like Amazing Things. I think. Yeah. That's hard. Okay. This is like a hedge so maze. We're going as well. out today. Yeah, is Bo Ryan going to be there? I really doubt it. Honestly, mate, I really doubt it. So it's myself versus Jess. Yeah. First to the middle of the maze, which is the finish line. Not the amazing race, but an amazing yeah. race. Yeah. So, all right. Well, after the show today, Jess and I are heading out to Marie to the Brookfield maze. We might not come back. To, we might not be out by Honestly, tomorrow's yeah. show. Yeah. If, if I don't make it out, I'll do the show from the maze <laughs> well, tomorrow. Yeah. We'll give you a backpack with the radio gear in it. <laughs> Sounds like a smart plan. Tim and Jess. This is going to sound a little insensitive, but... You should start every sentence with that. <laughs> the passing of Queen Elizabeth II could be great news for the Geelong Cats. I mean... <laughs> now... Okay. Sorry, there's a lot to come in there. Uh, it is. I came in hot. Now, Geelong, unfortunately, the Cats, are, along with West Coast, uh, Port Adelaide and Adelaide, I, they're just one of my l- most unliked football teams. <laughs> I don't know why. I just really dislike them. Well, prepare to watch them carry the premiership flag this year. Well, a lot of people, well, they are expected, well, they're favourites, I guess, to win. Yeah. The prelim finals are this weekend. It's Geelong versus Brisbane, Sydney versus Collingwood. They're, they've won like 15 games in a row. Turns mate. out it's so much bigger than this season, Tim. This has been years in the making. This is their destiny, actually, because it turns out every time we have a changeover in the monarchy, Geelong wins the premiership. Let me show you my work. Well, okay. Give me, let me give you some evidence. In 1937, the VFL Grand Final was Geelong versus Collingwood. Collingwood. And that was the same year that the King was replaced. Mm-hmm. So King um, Edward, Edward VIII took over from King George. Then, 1952, the VFL Grand Final was Geelong versus Collingwood. Mm. Who won that one? It was the Cats, mate. And it was the same year that Queen Elizabeth II took over from her father, King Edward. Now, fast forward to 2022, and people are speculating that there is a possibility this after this weekend we will see a Geelong versus Collingwood grand final, which would see the Cats come in on top with another changeover of the monarchy. Sorry, I'll press the... <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> what do you I, reckon? Well, I did see this um, late last week. Uh-huh. I saw a whole bunch of information. It was definitely more, from my recollection, in the favourable side of Collingwood. Yeah, which along has won the, la- the last two. Well, I don't know if you're accounting. Mm, oh, do Here, we oh, Here we go. Here we go. AFL footy record for you. Mm. Yeah, do you want me to give you my uh, glasses, you mm. nerd? <laughs> Good. You feel good? You feel tough? Yeah, that's what I thought. I'd like an apology, actually. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> let me let me see if it's worth it. Well, from what I understand, even like when we go back towards like the early 1900s and mm-hmm. 1800s, 
Collingwood was in a lot of the great, so the ones you haven't mentioned, like so you, yeah. so you're what was it, thirty seven onwards? Yeah. So the AFL was like eighteen fifty six. Until then, okay. I think yeah. when there was monarchy changeovers, don't even, mate. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to turn your microphone off? <laughs> okay, yeah, I can be a real shitty friend if you need me to be. Um, Collingwood, when other monarchies changed over before 1937, mm-hmm. won those grand finals. Yeah, but. So since the AFL's Tim, started. Nah, bah, bah, what did they say? They say things happen in threes and Geelong have won two of the last three times the monarchy has changed over. But, so, yeah, but before this that. This is the third. No, 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 no. Let's go, Cats! Since the AFL started, I believe Collingwood, on day on years that monarchies have changed over, they've either won or been in the grand finals more than Geelong. So I agree. I agree with you, but I'm asking you to accept that there is other history that puts both sides of Collingwood and Geelong in favour. And you know what? I think you've made such a big hoopla about this that now neither are they going to make the grand final. It's going to be Brisbane versus Sydney. No Victorian team's going to be in the final whatsoever, and it's all on you. Meow. Let's go, Cats. <laughs> exactly, oh, she's such a footy fan. Get that fun feeling in the morning. Tim and Jess. Look, Jess, you're my pal. You're my buddy, right? Mm-hmm. Not right now. <laughs> are about to enter the courtroom of Tim and Jess. The cases are real. The stories aren't always important. But the rulings are final. This is your courtroom. You be the judge. Yeah, recess adjourned, Tim. Uh... Why aren't we friends right now, Jess? Because we have to disagree at 8.30 on Thursdays. Yes, once a week we uh, put our differences together and (laughs) we fight it out with one judge that calls through on 13.10.60. They are the judge. They have the final say on whatever we're arguing about. For example, on Monday we had an argument. We went, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we doing? Let's Mm. do this on air on Thursday. Get someone else to decide who's right. Makes us feel a lot better. And this was because I told you I found a birthday present for my nephew Mm -hmm. like a year and a half ago, knowing that for his second birthday, that's what I wanted to give him. I said, Tim, that's crazy. What are you, Christmas shopping already? And you said, yeah, I've started my Christmas shopping. I've already got his Christmas present. I've already got yours. I've got my wife's. (laughs) I'm done. September 15th, you've already started your Christmas shopping. But it seems to be on the jury, at least, of Tim and Jess, if you head to the Tim and Jess Group Therapy Facebook page. Please join any time, by the way. A lot of people, like 80% of people are saying, absolutely, I shop all year round. Kate, in fact, said her daughter's birthday is on Boxing Day, so she starts Christmas birthday shopping like December 27th every year. Because, like, don't you just want to avoid the stress in November when you realize the stress. Nom, 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 nom. I thrive on it. You literally said to me, I'm feeling anxious this morning and I don't know why. Maybe it's because you haven't done your Christmas shopping. Sean in Wodonga, Your Honour, you were the first person through on 131060. Good morning, Your Honour. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen of the court. <laughs> Great, Sean. Now, uh, Your Honour, before you give us any inkling of your verdict this morning, when it comes to uh, Christmases, birthdays, um, are you a gift giver or do you much prefer to be receiving gifts? I'm definitely a giver because I don't know how to react when you get given a present. Right. So you're one of those people who, like, if someone gives you something, yeah. you don't know how to, like, thank them. You're just, yeah, <laughs> you're just planning know. the next gift you're going to give them. Yeah, even if it's the best present ever, you're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I honestly, besides like watching Essendon win a game once every 10 years, I don't know how to express excitement. Mm-hmm. Even at my wedding, I was like, yeah, this is nice. This is great. <laughs> so, Sean, uh, it seems like you're probably the perfect person to be the judge this morning on 131060. So, Your Honour, we're just going to ask you straight out. In the courtroom of Tim and Jess today, is it too early to be Christmas shopping? It is never too early to go shopping. 
I mean, uh, no, no offense to uh, gender stereotypes here, but what a man! Like, <laughs> just uh, who would have thought this would have been coming through from so a male? How morning? many more? How many of your Christmas presents have you already purchased this year, Sean? Uh, all of them, but I've gone for around two. Well, what was that, Sean? We just lost you there. I've gotten them all, but I've gone round two as well. You've got round two. You got next year. This is what I'm nervous about, Sean. If I buy things too early, I'm going to end up buying double. That's fine because then you get two presents. (laughs) Yeah. I just think, like, do we, we, it's like I was saying earlier, we have a cupboard and that's yeah. the gifts, the future gifts cupboard. I don't know that Sean knows how little we make in radio. Too. Yeah, that's fair, Sean. <laughs> well, Your Honour, I'm a huge fan of your verdict because it's gone my way. So thank you very much. No, thank you. Now, Jess, are we going to have to take you out today and force you to go Christmas shopping? Yes, so. That's I mean, the law. well, May's first, then Christmas shopping. Yeah. <laughs> the home of Tim and Jess. Tim, our very favourite Australian treat, Vegemite. Are launching some limited edition jars of the spread. It's from 1901. I was going to say, that is terrible they, audio they've quality. They've remixed it since. <laughs> uh, These special edition Vegemite jars um, and the squeezy bottles are going to be reinvented uh, with a rotation of six different Mighty Meal labels. Okay, now. If you use a tube, no offence, you're four years old. <laughs> well, see, I'm not a huge fan of Vegemite. Like, I know that's un-Australian of me, me but whatever. Give me a passport. I want to go through these different recipes with you, and I just want you to tell me whether you would try these, try Vegemite yep. in these very typically Australian meals. It's one of those things where if you if you don't get the spread right, it can really be overpowering, but mm-hmm. I've found what I believe to be the perfect spread, and Vegemite right. is one of my favourite meals. Well, Ash Barty has got them behind this, and she's the spokesperson. Oh, dollars. Yeah, uh, and she is launching a twist on the classic chicken parmigiana, the Barty Parmy. <laughs> If it's got Vegemite on it, Jess, I don't want it. Certainly does. That's ruined. No, there's already uh, too much. There's a chicken and a ham and a sauce and a cheese. The no. Barty Palmy features a cheese with a drizzle of Vegemite over a chicken schnitzel. I mean, I, I know the whole don't knock it till you try it, but it, um, initially, yeah, I'm more against that one. Okay, how about how do you feel about um, a bolognese with Vegemite included? You know what? I I think that see the saltiness matches right. that kind of. I guess palate on your mouth, if that's what you're into. If you like a bolognese, then, Tim, you might like Vegemite uh, on your pizza. Mate. People have been using 100%. it, the squeezy one, as like a sauce on the pizza. How do you feel about maybe uh, putting a little drizzle of it on your nachos? <laughs> I have no words. I have no words. That's, I don't know that's how it would really go bad. with the salsa in the nachos and the guac, like... Like guac and... I mean, guac veg- and Vegemite is actually a great yeah? combination. Maybe you should try it, Tim. Yeah. How about a, a nice steaming bowl of pho? A Vietnamese soup. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought you stopped your word. I was like, pho. Pho, what? No, P-H-O, pho. Oh, pho. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. Again, no, reiterating that. Well, uh, if you want to try any of these recipes, they are going to be available on the Vegemite jars. Uh, a couple of the ones that didn't quite um, make it the cut amongst the ideas were that were forward by uh, fans of Vegemite. Uh, Vegemite scones. <laughs> No, delicious. Vegemite chocolate truffles no, uh, no, and no. Vegemite gravy. None of those made the cut on the Mighty Meals. I, I'm surprised genuinely that there's not like a Vegemite-themed cafe or restaurant somewhere yeah. in like Melbourne or Sydney where you can go and all the meals well, the, utilise Vegemite. The Vegemite factories in Melbourne, so they should have some sort of Vegemite um, 
you know. Didn't Vegemite get in trouble because all like the it's like in Heelsville outside of Melbourne and it's so the scent of the yeast from Vegemite. They didn't get so in strong. trouble. They registered it. It's um it's a heritage listed scent, scent now. Yeah. Yep. So they can't <laughs> be like penalized yeah. for that smell. You can't get it. It's heritage listed. Yeah, you, how dare you? Wow. Do you hate heritage? You complaining against heritage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Movers and shakers. Tim and Jess. Tim, I'm 131060. We're talking what trends from the 70s and 80s should we bring back? Because the shallot, the female mullet, is making a comeback. Yeah, yesterday uh, you spoke about it on the show. Here's some audio. A lot of hairdressers are speaking out at the moment and saying that they're getting asked for, oh, I don't want a mullet, but can you just like cut it a little bit shorter up the top and leave it a little bit longer at the back? And they're like, yeah, okay, so you want a shallot. I like a shallot. I think maybe I will. Dabble in the shell. Are you going to dabble in the shell, Jess? I'm considering it. I genuinely am. I think, because like, if you're struggling to picture it, think Miley Cyrus. Yes. Perfect example. Absolutely. It's like a shaggy mullet kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's fantastic. And that's, if they what's life if you're not living it? That's it. Lucky, <laughs> Live your life. In Wodonga, what do you think should uh, come back from the 70s and the 80s? I think we should make rock music big again. What? So is it, are you talking like how like Jet and Faker and Good Charlotte and those kind of bands were like mostly played on Australian radio stations in the early 2000s, like that style of music, like pop rock? No, no, rock, you know, Akadaka, Queen, that kind of stuff. <laughs> rock. Rock. Rock, Lockie. Um, Honestly, I'm surprised we haven't seen another like resurgence of Queen with all the like the remixes that have been happening. I feel like there is, that's coming, Lockie. I reckon it's coming. Just be patient, Lockie. Your boy, you could. Because you had the resurgence of Elton John earlier. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah, okay. well, lucky, I'm, you looking forward, I'm looking forward to Joel Corey's version of Thunderstruck uh, coming out in 2023. Uh, Paula in Talamba on 131060, what do you think should come back from the 70s or the 80s? I think from the 70s, there was a particular style of almost like a sandal. They used to call treads. Treads. Now, Paula, I've looked this up and... They are, I'm sorry to say, the most hideous looking shoes. <laughs> I didn't, I, Jess, I didn't say they were beautiful. <laughs> Tim, so I Paul, said they were very good for eco. For it everybody. looks like a wicker basket, but <laughs> someone put rubber soles on the bottom. Well, apparently the, the bottom was tire, right, Paula? Yeah. And on the top was like a suede, almost like a, a woven suede. Yeah. I really thought this would be more your style, Tim. Like, you rock a Birkenstock like there's, they're going this out of fashion. This is nothing like a Birkenstock. <laughs> no, That's like it's, saying it's, a Ferrari is like a Hyundai Getz. It's the ugly cousin of the Birkenstock. Yeah. Okay. It's not even the same family. It accidentally got to the same Christmas party, Paula, at best. Yeah. So you, like, if, if Did someone... you used to rock these, Paula? No, my sister is eight years older than me, and I can just distinctly remember her wearing them in the 70s with the tight um, cardigans that were also a very big fashion statement with tight jeans. What I'm noticing here, when I, if you're listening right now, Google tread shoes, what I'm noticing here, the bold colours, mostly it was blues and purples, which personally are like the least likely colours that I would wear on my feet. we didn't think that low-rise jeans are going to make a comeback, and they absolutely have in a huge way. So maybe Paul's right. Maybe treads are next. Maybe. (laughs) We'll credit you, Paul. They're eco-friendly. Yeah, they're definitely. Save the environment, Tim. Oh, no. You know what? For the sake of those shoes, let's keep at it. (laughs) 
That was Tim and Jess's podcast. 